This is Arvette McLean and Diana Wright of Speak, The Universe Listens. We love inspiring and providing the tools needed to be your best selves, to live your best lives, and to easily create abundance in your relationships, finances, and health. Today's topic is getting to know you. And this is actually chapter nine from my book, When Black Women Speak, the universe listens. And there's actually a quote that is written at the top of chapter nine by Cicely Tyson. And she says, challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. Do you have any thoughts, um, opening thoughts on this chapter? Yes. Um, I love the quote and definitely believe in that challenges do make you find out more things about yourself and reading the chapter again um, well I'll go back to when I read it the first time um, and in the beginning part of the chapter I was really shocked I was I went through a whole uh, a whole lot of emotions reading the first part of it and um, and just really talking to myself I'm like she went through this and knowing who you are and in going to church and you know how people would say I don't look like what I went through mm-hmm. and nothing that I knew at the time and even now I would ever thought that you went through the the abuse that you went through, hmm. and um, how, and I can't even begin to even say I understand what you went through because I don't, not from that aspect, but more importantly, the spirit that you have from the moment that I met you to know this part of your life. Um, it may sound crazy, but it's beautiful because of where you are in the spirit and what you give so much to others and have gone through this. Okay, so I wasn't expecting that at all. <laughs> so thank you for those words. Um, I think that that experience, those experiences in my life, um, did, it did just that. It forced me to get to know who I really was. Um, and so, you know, as Cicely Tyson says, the challenges are what forces you mm-hmm. to get to know you, see what you're made of. And I think back then, I, I guess I was fortunate because for some reason I was able to tap into another part of me and, and I guess speak to a higher part of me where there was always a voice or a presence that was around me that let me know that everything was okay. Um, and I know like, I remember when I first wrote the book and I had went to probably not the first book club meeting that I attended, mm-hmm. I remember one of the ladies saying, did you um, have multiple personalities? <laughs> because I talked about um, basically being aware of the me that I present to the world as well as another me that was uh, I guess a higher version of myself and the one that always kind of told me everything was going to be okay and the one that guided me and um, 
whenever I thought things were hard or too hard, they were like, no, you're going to be okay. Just mm-hmm. keep moving forward. And, and that's the amazing part in, uh, about it in the sense you were very young and was able to really put yourself in another place in the middle of everything that was going on and also hear this other voice, which in a sense, in some of the words that you had mentioned was really you, mm-hmm. you know, that other me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and to be able to do that is just a powerful thing, which to me, we all have that power, mm-hmm. but knowing how to actually do that and listen to the other me, if you will, because right. <laughs> I think we all have another me. Right. Sometimes we name the other person. <laughs> um, as well and um so it's such a testimony and i'm glad you shared it because so so many people needed that and it helps a lot um and then moving on from that and some of another piece in um knowing your power and what was some of the funny aspects of it well i wouldn't have thought it was funny at the time when you and her was on the on the um the jet skis you know and i could see myself i was when i was reading i'm just like oh my goodness i was trembling i'm like it sunk in the middle of the water and you were able to be so calm Mm -hmm. with that you know for not only your sake but more so for harry's Mm -hmm. and i could see his eyes so (laughs) yeah so um diane was actually speaking about a story that Mm -hmm. i told in the book about when Harry and I were in Barbados and I, we were like, I don't know, he must have thought he was evil Knievel. Or, <laughs> I don't know who he thought he was, but he was zooming all through the water on a jet ski and turning too sharp and I guess being a man. <laughs> <laughs> and the jet ski flipped. He went in one direction, I went in the other. And um, we both made it back to the jet ski and we were like holding on and the jet ski sank. <laughs> I sank with it because I'm like, oh, you know. <laughs> and then you both couldn't swim. Right, right. Well, I mean, I, I can pretty much, I can swim. And we had on life vests. But the thing is, we were really far out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, Harry can't swim. So it was, it was really, you know, not I wasn't going to leave him. We are going to die together. <laughs> Um, you know, I wasn't panicked or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
eventually someone came in a um, like a sailboat or a catamaran or something and they came they were like hey hey y'all need some help <laughs> like yes <laughs> or whatever and so but the long and short of the story is we were saved obviously um and it wasn't until i got home that mm-hmm. night and started thinking about everything and i just started trembling i mean i could not stop crying and i just cried and cried and cried and cried and cried but what i realized is while the incident was happening and not just then but in other times in my life when things are rough like that something just clicks in with me and it takes over and I'm not afraid I don't have any fear Mm -hmm. and I know exactly what to do and I know like if I if someone were telling me the story that this happened to them, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't have known what to do. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> because again, I was there, and I I I think well, I, I don't think I know. I probably would have panicked mm-hmm. because my mind would have been there are sharks up mm-hmm. under here, <laughs> and that's you know like okay, we have to hurry up and get out of this water <laughs> from that standpoint. But it was um, knowing to kick in and. Um, that other me, if you will, mm-hmm. and being able to keep yourself calm, to keep Harry calm as well. And you'd also talked about in the sense of there was another story, um, the man at the at the train station, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and and he just did what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very quickly. And I think most people, I don't, I'm not can't say most people, but when people do those things, it ha- you don't think about it. You just do mm-hmm. it. And... And it is so true when you do those things and then everybody's like, oh, you're a hero. And oh, my God, how could you have done that? And people are like, I just did it. You right. know, um, no big deal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and that's, that's true. You hear like hero stories and people saving people out of burning buildings and running into burning buildings and just doing what they need to mm-hmm. do. And no, I'm not a hero. I would do what anybody else would have done. Right. But in in a lot of cases, a lot of people wouldn't have done it because they would have been in fear. Right, fear, not knowing what to do. But, you know, I found out a story about my dad. I had found this story out, like, right after I published this book. Okay. And I always said I was going to republish so that I can put this story in. But my uncle shared a story with me because my dad, he always, he had a purple heart. Okay. Um, But we never knew why. And my, even my mom didn't know why he had the Purple Heart. And it was like, if you ask him about it, he would just break down and cry. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad was a medic in the military. Okay. And so part of his job was to actually go out onto the field and retrieve bodies that had been, you know, under attack. Okay. And so they, he would go in a chop in a helicopter and they would land and they would gather the bodies that were... I, I think they would try to gather all the bodies, but if it was like a place that was being attacked at that moment, they would just try to get the bodies that were alive, mm-hmm. and they would take them off on the chopper. Well, they thought they had gathered everyone who was alive, and they left the dead bodies there. And so the chopper takes off, and my dad looks down, and he sees someone's moving. And so he's saying, we have to land, but they're being fired on. And so the chopper dude is like, no, <laughs> we got to go. And my dad's like, no, we must land. And he's like, no. So my dad jumps out of the 
chopper because he's like he has to come save me he can't leave me okay so he jumps <laughs> out of a flying helicopter <laughs> and goes saves that man wow um and i, I just wish i had not because it makes me i don't know it makes me feel some kind of way <laughs> But the point being is um, a lot of times we don't hear the voice that tells us that everything is going to be okay. And um, for whatever reason, I didn't necessarily hear that voice when I have been in times of stress and we need to act now. And I wasn't necessarily hearing a voice that's telling me everything's going to be okay. But it was something that was beyond me Mm -hmm. Um, because I don't think I could have made myself do some of the things you know but it was a something else in me that allowed me to do those things i think in cases like that when you don't you don't take the time to stop and think about it you just do it and then when you look back like did i do that (laughs) you know um yeah i did i'm like and then you get like (laughs) you know when you get home and all the crying and everything that would have been me and i would have been like what in the world were you thinking so that would have been that other me been like i would have never been able to do that but at the same time i think that's just the fearless part that's that power that whatever it is that's inside of us Mm -hmm. and i'll just call it faith in the sense you just you just simply do it Mm -hmm. and you think about it later Mm -hmm. because i think in in some cases you know um in certain aspects like just don't think about it if you think about it you're not going to do it (laughs) right you know Mm because you know then you're analyzing it okay well if i do it this way which way and by the time the situation is all chaotic by that particular Mm -hmm. time if you stop and think about it there was um also, another piece where you had mentioned that you always knew or felt that there was something or someone looking over you through your life mm-hmm. as you went through your life. Mm-hmm. And um, basically, your life was like a little movie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and what was that feeling like? You know, it literally, I used to always actually look around the room like is there a camera somewhere but it just literally felt like I was being watched and I wasn't really sure what that presence was but when I was um young I I think I used to get on my mama's nerves that's probably why I don't talk now that much because she just always tell me I talk too much (laughs) can you please be quiet my room like you know just she's like you got too much stuff going on right now you need to go to your room (laughs) spend some time alone (laughs) quiet up that noise (laughs) talk to yourself something (laughs) so i used to go i used to have that time to separate out and even though you know i might protest for a second you know, like, I I'm not ready to go be by myself. But I always loved those times, mm-hmm. being alone. And when I was there, it even though my physical body was the only body there, it was like that's when I was mostly aware that there was something else with me. Like, you know, what I now call my higher self. But back then, it was just like a comforting mm-hmm. presence that was with me. Okay, okay. Um... 
And speaking of your mom in the sense of, you know, angels, because she's always believed in me speaking with your mom that we have angels, mm -hmm. you know, um, with us. Um, I believe that as well. I believe we have another power that, um, that watches over us. Um, I think that we also have that, um, I don't know what that voice may be that I would hear and sometimes I would ignore on purpose. Um, and every time, I think I've mentioned it many times before when I don't listen to that voice, you know, I get in trouble. Um, and sometimes I'll play like, okay, I'm going to see if this really is going to happen in the sense, okay, I'm being told to turn right and I go left anyway, you know, and I already know what's going to happen um, because I've seen it and I feel it. And I'm like, I want to see. Um, just the other day, I'm playing the same game with myself. It was a bottle of water. And this voice was just like, make sure that the top is screwed on. And I'm like, it's still screwed on, you know, because it's going to spill in your purse. So I go to put my hand in my purse. Fingers came out wet. And I'm just so bad at myself. It's like, I already told you. <laughs> so I do believe we have that other voice or that other power or whatever that's guiding us. We just have to listen to it. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. And I think um, being quiet um, as a young person, like on a regular basis, I was told, go spend time by yourself. Mm -hmm. It caused me to be quiet. It caused me to be still. It allowed me to hear that voice. And over time, you know, you begin to trust it. And um, do you know, I, like I wrote in a book, like you develop a relationship with that part of yourself mm -hmm. the same way you develop a relationship with anybody else. You know, it, it takes time. It, you know, you got to give it your attention. You have to give it some love. Um, you have to listen to it mm -hmm. when it talks to you. Um, and you learn to trust it, I guess, by taking steps towards doing whatever it's saying. And is, is, does this make sense? And then by the same token, if um, you're not listening to it, then it's not going to talk to you. <laughs> it's not going to tell you anything. Um, so I think it's, you know, I think it's a huge source of information for us. Um, and it, I would say I would always encourage people, you know, take the time to be still so that you can hear mm -hmm. and it's, it's not staring it's not gonna steer you wrong and if you don't if you don't know if it is or it isn't you know just try and see mm -hmm. I, I definitely a believer in that and um that to just try it and when you do quiet yourself you're gonna hear it mm -hmm. um it's up your it's up to you whether you decide to follow it mm -hmm. you know or not and even if as you mentioned if it doesn't kind of work out you're still gonna be okay mm -hmm. You know, no matter what that is. And you mentioned um, further in the chapter and regarding you made an illustration and regarding, you know, our fingers are extensions of the whole body in that sense. And we're connected to everything, mm -hmm. you know, connected to God and, and being that extension. And that's just very powerful because that's the connection to everything. Mm -hmm. So another part of... Um, in the chapter you were discussing about when um, you do evaluations mm -hmm. and how uh, the individuals are just also nervous and shaking and trembling not knowing what to expect and um, 
And when they actually come in and they talk to you, they're just shocked that you knew so much about mm -hmm. them. And they couldn't figure out how you knew this, even if you just, they didn't think you were paying attention to that degree. Right. Um, and you, you mentioned in regards to, um, I don't know if you mentioned you you close your eyes and you can put yourself in that place and see everything, learn about them. So you knew exactly from that point to what to write on paper. Yeah. So um, I I never really understood at first. I was like, why is everyone coming in with the same reaction? Like they didn't know I knew these things about them. And I'm like, why wouldn't I know? I work with you every day. <laughs> like, of course I know these things. But because it was repeated, 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 like over and over again, people would say, how do you know this? And how mm -hmm. do you know these things about me? And then I was like, okay, let me try to recreate how am I doing this? And I realized that I would put myself in a state before each evaluation. It's like I would always kind of, you know, take breaths, kind of clear myself. And for some reason, I always do like this. Like I tilt my head to the left with my eyes closed and I don't know if that's how I'm receiving but I know that I always do this and um, once I would do that I'll stay in that space for a while and then I can just write but it's like it's just downloading it's mm -hmm. almost like the information is just downloading and so I, I know what their weaknesses are I know what their strengths are um, it's easy to come up with examples and you know, mm -hmm. I, and I guess it was just, again, listening to that, that voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, and for whatever reason, if they thought it was going to go bad or, you know, um, I think they were more impressed that you knew so much mm -hmm. and that you was paying attention. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've heard many people in evaluations, well, you know, they would say, they didn't even know that I was doing this or that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you knew that mm -hmm. was the biggest piece mm -hmm. um, from that standpoint. And also when you work with working with your kids mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and when they would, you know, kind of disappear or go uh -huh. somewhere and you knew them so well that you could actually find them. And they, again, were shocked. How did you know? Right. <laughs> and again, that was the same thing, same process of... Um, I work um, at group homes, mm -hmm. and so from time to time, kids, they might run away from home, or they may decide, mm, I'm not coming straight home today, I'm going to go do what I want to <laughs> do. <laughs> and so I would just kind of like get in the truck, and I'd be like, mm, if I was such and such, where would I be? And then I would just drive. And whichever way I get an urge to turn, if it says turn right, and I turn right, if it says turn left, and I would just make the turns as my intuition told me okay. to turn, and I would end up right where they are. And sometimes they might just be around the street, you know. And sometimes they've been as far away as Petersburg, which is like about thirty minutes wow. away. And I've just literally just followed whatever turn my intuition told me, and then I would show up. And they're standing right there, like, bam. <laughs> and they just look at me, and they're like, <gasps> and then they just hop in the truck. <laughs> no hesitation. Like, like she found oh, me. Like, like, okay. okay, this is kind of scary. <laughs> right. You're talking about Petersburg. So I would be like, <laughs> who told you right. I was here? 
so it just you know in summing it all up and just basically you know you have that inner voice and you have that that a piece that that something that's in you that we all should listen to yeah and you know i always um, stay away from words like should but that it is something that is there that we can tap into mm -hmm. if we so choose um it's like i said this is huge information source and so you know rather than us walking around pretending like we don't know things Mm -hmm. walking around pretending to be people who are fearful and pretending to be people who are small and pretending to be people who are limited. Well, we have this whole source of information that's available to us that we can tap into. Well, thank you so much for this wonderful, <laughs> another chapter, wonderful chapter in this book. Thank you. Well, thank you for <laughs> talking about it today. I actually enjoyed talking about it and um, reminiscing about those Good old days with my kids. <laughs> <laughs> so until next time, this is our vet. This is Diana. Bye. Bye.